Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The lights are out. Sure, yes, the lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Middleton has the ball. Near sideline. Throws in the honest. They look to double him right away. Puts it on the deck. They do double him. Portis left alone. Top side three. Good. And that's how it's gone for Golden State tonight. Too much Giannis. Too much Chris Middleton. Too much Bobby Portis. And too much Milwaukee Bucks, especially late in the first quarter and on into the second quarter of this ball game tonight, which winds up being a 118-99 victory for the Bucks over the Warriors. John Dickinson with Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. The phone number to participate in the program. If you want to shoot me a text or give me a call, uh, a little Warrior fan therapy tonight as the Dubs uh, fall to 0-2 on this road trip. Back-to-back Second end tomorrow in Chicago before playing in Minnesota on Sunday to wrap up this trip. And the Warriors have lost four of five. Another loss without Draymond Green. If you count the Cleveland game, uh, Warriors suffer their fifth loss with Draymond Green uh, out of the lineup. Uh, And Golden State, uh, they do reach the halfway mark at 30 and 11 uh, as the Warriors now uh, halfway to a 60-win season, but uh, they were on pace to to maybe have a chance to do uh, a little bit more than that. Although I think that would have been uh, <laughs> that would have I, I think the pace that the Warriors had been playing on when they were 18 and two, and and really before the last couple of weeks, uh, I think you know, 12 and nine since then. I think th- that pace. Uh, and, and the 60-win pace or the high 50s to, to low 60-win pace is probably uh, a lot bo- more emblematic of, of what this team ultimately uh, is going to be. Uh, another night for Clay Thompson as he gets back uh, in the fold, but just uh, nothing really going right for the Warriors uh, in this one as uh, the Bucks took it to them. And, and sometimes I think you do have to look at the other team and, and look at their position in where they're at in their season. And the Milwaukee Bucks are the defending champions. And I thought tonight the Bucks played this game with a sense of purpose, with a sense of force, that, that they really wanted to make a statement to the Golden State Warriors. And they did it. 
uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and Bobby Portis having their way early. Middleton got going late first and, and on into the second quarter, and the Warriors weren't making shots. Typical tune when the Warriors are turning it over. Almost looked as if they were going to they were going to get by. They were going to skate, essentially, uh, in that first quarter, late in the frame, down nine, and you're thinking, wow, for the Warriors to play as poorly as they did, to only be down nine, they might have to, at that point, consider themselves grateful. Uh, but the Bucks were able to have a push at the end of the frame, and they pushed it all the way up to 37-21 at the end of the first quarter. And at that point, you thought, okay, uh, the Warriors played a quarter in which they probably should be down 16, and then it was just all Milwaukee in the second, a 40-17 to second quarter. And it was as ugly as we've seen uh, any stretch of basketball uh, that first half for the Warriors, second quarter in particular, but really beginning with the last uh, couple of minutes of the first quarter. And the Warriors find themselves down at the break, 77-38. to uh, Better second half, uh, but uh, the Bucks able to send uh, a statement to the Golden State Warriors uh, that that they're a team that, you know, they're a team that's the defending champ. And, and the Warriors, I know they didn't have Drew Holiday. The Warriors didn't have Draymond Green. We've seen the Warriors send some statements to teams like Memphis and like Phoenix and like Utah. And I think you know, tonight it was the Bucks, even with the Warriors shorthanded, wanting to come out and, and put their imprint on it for future notice if these two teams wind up playing each other again down the line, as will be the case inside Chase Center later on in the season and as could potentially be the case if the Warriors take on the Bucks in an NBA Finals. So your thoughts on this one tonight? Just a lot of length, a lot of athleticism, and the Warriors have found themselves over this last stretch of games just, just so woeful on offense uh, that the defense hasn't been able to to hold them up and, and keep them in it uh, as it had in some other games. There's been a handful of games this year where the Warriors haven't played great offensively, but their defense has been so elite that that's been able to keep them in the game long enough to where if they can make some shots, that they can steal a game or win a game essentially uh, with one great quarter. But But that's not the case and wasn't the case uh, for the Warriors and probably isn't going to be the case uh, against the elite, elite teams in the league. It especially isn't going to be the case against the elite, elite teams if, if you're not going to have uh, Draymond Green uh, in the fold as well. So 888-957-9570. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr here coming up uh, in just a moment from Milwaukee. Uh, give me your concern level for this team right now with the four of five losses uh, with the 30 and 11 record still I think big picture, you have to look at the fact that you probably were always going to go through a rough patch in terms of acclimating Clay Thompson back into a rotation that had been so effective without him. Uh, not to say that, that the Warriors you know, didn't need him or anything like that. Obviously, the, the ceiling for this Warriors team moves up exponentially as Clay works his way back into form. But knowing that he was going to be on the minutes restriction, knowing that it was going to have a short-term impact on the rotation and, and they were going to have to figure out how to get him into it, figure out how to play with him, and then you lose your top playmaker uh, in terms of, of the offensive side of the ball and the heart and soul of the team and Draymond right in conjunction with that Clay Thompson return. And it, 
you're not out shooting your mistakes, which is another thing that the Warriors at times have been able to do this year, have enough games where there are enough people knocking down the three ball that you hang in a game that way. And lately, uh, defense, maybe not quite there. Uh, the, the offensive rhythm in terms of, of the shooting hasn't been there. And then you couple that with turnovers against a very athletic team. Uh, and, and the Bucks were able to, to put it on the Warriors uh, in a big-time way in the first and second quarter. So 888-957-9570. Uh, we will get to the news of the day as it pertains to uh, James Wiseman, uh, the report from Anthony Slater of The Athletic about maybe why his return has been delayed. Uh, some midseason grades at this point, uh, because I think it, the question is really twofold right now. It's it's how are you feeling uh, about the four of five in the loss column for this Warriors team, albeit without Draymond Green for most of it, and then how are you feeling overall about a first half that I think by far has exceeded the expectations that this team had coming into the year. And, oh, by the way, as you look toward the second half, this team still very much has an opportunity to to recapture what they had rolling in those first 20 games. And, and the ultimate goal is to do that maybe in the last 15 to 20 games of the season and, and build a whole heck of a lot of momentum toward the postseason. So uh, we'll get into all of that coming up, uh, some midseason grades. We'll give you an all-star voting update uh, as well. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, get to the phone calls and, and, and get to the text messages as well. Let's get Doug and Berkeley in before we hear from Steve Kerr. Uh, Doug joins us at 888-957-9570. What's going on tonight, Doug? Hey, how are you? Um, how you doing? So Good. I, I comment on the game. Uh, I would say there are no excuses for this game performance tonight. We were the, without Draymond, uh, but they were without Drew Holiday. No excuses. And in the bigger picture, everything you said, I'm not going to get super worried, but the shooting for this team has really not been there, and someone needs to address that. I have a theory about Steph, maybe kind of harebrained, but, uh, you know, he's bulked up. He's, he's more, you know, muscular. Uh, he's stronger. He can take more contact. But I think that maybe has affected his muscle memory just a little bit because he's missing a lot of shots long, and he's, he's done stuff that, like, you never see, like, him shooting air balls. So, you know, I don't know if his training team might want to just take a look at that. But as far as the whole team goes, I think uh, the, the shooting, uh, something's got something's to gotta give. we got to take a look at the shooting. Um, I know we'll come out of it. Uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah, and look, this is a a team that has a lot of really good shooters. And you look at Steph Curry tonight, another 4 of 11. It's very rare you see him uh, at minus 25. In the first half, it was minus 34. Uh, and he winds up 4 of 11 tonight. So uh, d- did he start to snap out of it? I mean, I guess not. I mean, tonight, I think, is, is more of a one-off. And then you look at Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson now 3 of 11 in the ball game tonight. So he hasn't really had a, a good shooting game yet uh, since he's returned. And this is game three. So he's, he's got a three of 11. He's got a five of 13. 
and then you go back to the game against the Cavaliers, and he's got a 7 for 18. So Clay Thompson at this point is still struggling to find it. And then others who had been pitching in. I mean, Andrew Wiggins of, of late, uh, and, and he was the lone warrior that, that was able to be putting the ball in the basket with some consistency uh, in, in the first half of this game when everything else was, was going awry. But you look at Wiggins of late, and, and Wiggins, uh, you know, Three of three or six of eleven tonight. Uh, he's had it, but he hasn't had the three ball going as well. Uh, did knock down two of five tonight. Did did shoot it at fifty percent. Uh, didn't knock down a three in the game against Cleveland. But but Wiggins and and Porter uh, and and some of the others that had been knocking down the three ball at a high clip. Uh, you know, they haven't necessarily been as consistent. Where on one night. It almost seemed like the Warriors every single night were getting a different player that was pitching in, that was hitting three or four, that was hitting some timely ones and was really helping to, to push things forward. And so they haven't been getting it from the other places as much, but then they also haven't necessarily been giving it or getting it from Steph Curry, and, and everything begins and ends uh, with Steph and Curry. All right, 888-957-9570. Robin in San Francisco is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Robin. Hey, J.D. Um, I hope you'll get game for this, but sometimes you just get your ass kicked, J.D. There's no answer. <laughs> Yeah, um, you're right. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Everybody's always looking for a reason. Was it hard to watch? Yes, it was. But let me ask you something, Jenny. We've always, in the past, had had problems, I'm talking even on the run, with teams, with size, and length. We knew that we were, we know that the Warriors are undersized. I think people lose sight of the fact uh, given the roster construction, given the money, given what we can do, you know, we're just in a pickle. And I want to ask you personally, I feel like I know you personally. I've met a lot of people, but I haven't met you yet. Um, I'm not surprised. I kind of saw this coming or thought it would come because, remember, I've been on these airways saying, listen, what's going to happen when they can't, when they can't count on Curry, when they, when where is that consistent second, you know, where is that going to come from? And I just want to ask you personally, J.D., does this lack of offense scoring surprise you? Did you not think this would happen? Peace out, my friend. Appreciate the call, Robin. I thought there would be I'll, – I'll put it this way. I'll start with Steph. I'm I'm surprised that Stephen Curry's slump has lasted as long as it has to this point. I would have thought he would have had a couple of games to where it looked like, all right, he's going to snap out of it. That's coming down the line. So I think if he had had a couple of games, you know, even one or two uh, over this stretch where he's been colder than, than maybe he's ever been for an extended period, the Warriors maybe have another win or two. And we're having a different conversation if this team's 32-9 and nine right now at, at, at the halfway mark and, and on pace to win 64 games. So that being said, I, am, I, I do think that the times were coming where the others were maybe not going to make shots as consistently. Because, look, I didn't I, – I I'll openly admit it. I, I didn't see the first half that Otto Porter had coming. You know, I didn't see Andrew Wiggins, although I thought – he could continue to be the player that we saw him be a year ago. I didn't see Andrew Wiggins coming out and, and 
shooting a career high from three-point range and and shooting in the 42% range in, in terms of, of threes. Like, I, I didn't see him becoming a, a catch-and-shoot monster for, from distance. So, you know, Gary Payton the second. Yeah, I didn't see him shooting the three ball as as teams dare him to do it at, at the clip that that he has to this point, and then others pitching in here and there. So, so if anything, I would have thought that the others would have been less consistent, and that Curry maybe would have started to bounce back a little bit quicker. But what's happened is it's all really come together at once in, in the negative form to where Curry's not getting it rolling the others are hitting a little bit of a cold spell as well the defense isn't necessarily quite as good and you're also playing without Draymond Green and it's adding up to losses at a point in the season where oh by the way you're also facing a really difficult stretch of schedule so I I think it's that that's part of it too you're playing Memphis again now without Dre you're playing Milwaukee now you're going to play in Chicago who's playing great in the Eastern Conference, although Brooklyn was able to beat them last night. So it's all kind of catching up at a point that traditionally is the dog days and you're trying to figure out Clay. So I just think there's a lot going on. But to this point, I would have thought that there would have been more offensive struggles than there's been collectively for this team than there has been. But it's catching up with them a little bit uh, over the course of the last week. 888-957-957. Nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson here. Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game as the Warriors fall to the Bucks. Golden State now thirty and eleven. Milwaukee they improved to twenty seven and seventeen. And look, Bucks didn't have Holiday. The Warriors didn't have Draymond Green. But if the Warriors are able to go in there and win against Milwaukee without Draymond Green, that would have been a major statement. I think it's a big-time statement the other way for the Warriors to be able to do that. All right, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, uh, following this one uh, as the Warriors get thumped. Uh, what does he have to say about the latest on, on Gary Payton, the seconds injury? We'll get to that. Uh, and also, uh, any plans for, for any guys to maybe rest tomorrow night in Chicago, second of a back-to-back? Here's the head coach. To be honest, I'm not... I'm not that concerned. Um, I know we just got got our butts kicked, but uh, we're just in a rough patch in our season. Um, it happens to every team uh, every year, pretty much, um, with very few exceptions. And we're in a little bit of a rut. So when we played a team that was ready and you know played uh, played a great, great first half, and uh, so we're a little out of sorts, and we just gotta gotta get back on track, and we will. What's kind of the key to getting back on track? Do you think? Well, uh, it starts with defense. You know, we gave up 78 in the first half, whatever it was. Um, it's impossible to to win a game, you know, and and to get an offensive rhythm if you're taking the ball out of the net every play. So, um, second half was a much better effort. Um, you know, I know the game was already out of hand, but um, the, the, our response was was great in the second half. The guys kept playing. I think, you know, three minutes left, down 20, and I'm looking at uh, Chioza and Juan and Dealey, and they're diving all over the floor, and J.K. pushing the ball and, and, and you know, really getting getting after it. And, um, you know, we we kept playing. Belly, we, we kept playing hard, and, and that's the name of the game. You just got to keep competing and uh, – 
and we'll find it again. But, um, you know, right now we're a little out of sorts and uh, we just got to weather the storm. You, you mentioned there's 78 points. You guys hadn't really had like a bad, bad defensive performance all season. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of it was their personnel, but what was the defensive problem from, from you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, number one, give them credit. I mean, Giannis was amazing, and, um, you know, we were sending a lot of help, and he was finding shooters, and, you know, Portis got hot. Uh, several guys made threes. Um, you know, Allen and uh, Connaughton came in, made threes. Uh, Middleton made, got hot in that second quarter, so or late first. So they, they played a great game. So um, we weren't well connected and we weren't rotating um really well but as i said they've you know they really executed and, and spread us out um i i think our defense overall has obviously been really good we're number one in the league in defensive rating uh so i'm not concerned uh, about um uh, our ability to bounce back and, and defend at a higher level flip side offensively in the first half what do you think was the, the main trouble well, um, I think we, we've, we've lost a little confidence as a group, you know, that you could see we had a lot of open shots that weren't going and we were kind of hanging our heads and then they're making everything. It was just one of those nights. And, and when you play 82, um, one of, once in a while, this stuff happens. So um, I've, I, I've seen it every year that I've been in the league. Um, and it's part of being a competitor is once in a while you get your ass kicked and it's humiliating. It's no fun. And, and it's all about how you respond. And uh, as I said, I think the way we responded in the second half was indicative of who our team is, who we are. And, um, and we got another game tomorrow night. So we'll bounce back. Besides the clay, do you have any rest plans tomorrow night? Uh, well, Gary, you know, Gary yeah. won't play. Obviously he, you know, he, he, uh, had the injury tonight. Uh, other than that, no plans to arrest anybody. Are you confident that Raymond will be able to return like early in the home stand, even if he doesn't join on the trip? I, mean, I don't know. What's your just feeling on it? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't talked to Rick the last couple of days. Uh, I just know that they've been rehabbing and, and, uh, I haven't checked in since yesterday. He told me yesterday that uh, Draymond was doing well. So, um, you know, next time I, I check in with Rick probably tomorrow, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how that's going, and and hopefully get Raymond back soon. Do you have any more information about Gary? Is there any concern? Uh, it's always a concern uh, when somebody gets hurt. Uh, back tightness was all I heard, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Steve, um, you know this is the kind of game where a lot of times the coach will say just throw away the tape. We won't even watch it, but. I'm watching this game and I'm wondering, is there anything that got young guys like James and, and Jonathan can learn from watching the way Giannis plays and what he does? Yeah, I mean, when, you know, you look at uh, where Giannis is now and you think about him as a rookie. That's how you got to think about JK. Total inexperience, um, you know, not much uh, knowledge of the NBA, not much uh, understanding of, of um what's going on yet, uh, but that's exactly where Giannis was a decade ago, or whatever it was uh, when he first came into the league. Um, I thought JK was fantastic tonight uh, when he got his minutes in the fourth quarter. He really sprinted the floor hard, uh, which we've been asking him to do, used his, his athleticism. And uh, I don't know that there's a, a more athletic 
you know, more physically imposing player in the league than Giannis. And he's, he's learned how to use that, uh, that athleticism and that size uh, to, uh, to really take over games. So there's, uh, there's plenty for, uh, for our young guys to, to pick up, you know, watching him play. Yeah, and Jonathan Kaminga, I think one of the bright spots, getting an opportunity to get out there, some some low-pressure minutes tonight uh, for the Warriors. But Steve Kerr, uh, in line with Robin uh, in San Francisco, uh, our fine caller uh, earlier this segment, sometimes you just get your ass kicked. And that's uh, what Steve Kerr had to say in response to this one as the Bucks beat the Warriors 118-99. to As far as tomorrow goes, Warriors going to be without Draymond Green. Uh, and the hope is, of course, that he'll be able to return early on that road trip, although uh, not really any definitive information from Steve Kerr with respect to that. No Gary Payton the second tomorrow, so we already know that. In addition to Clay Thompson, uh, Gary Payton with the lower back stiffness, so he left the game, did not return tonight, already ruled out for the game tomorrow in Chicago, and the Warriors announced before the game Steve Kerr that Clay Thompson would not play the second of the back-to-back tomorrow. Now, Otto Porter Jr. uh, has not played in back-to-backs yet to this point. So Steve Kerr had said no plans to to rest anybody. We'll see if that uh, is in line with Otto Porter Jr. tomorrow. Uh, But then you look up and down. I mean, nobody played an exorbitant amount of minutes. Uh, Wiggins 27, Curry 29. So that actually sets the the Warriors up uh, a little bit. Uh, to be able to be a little bit more fresh, I think, for tomorrow. But there's no doubt not having Gary Payton hurts uh, in that game against Chicago. 888-957-9570, We'll continue here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. We'll hear from Juan Toscano-Anderson. We'll hear from Kavon Looney as well. Uh, and uh, we'll get into just uh, some of the midseason grades for this Warriors team uh, as they hit the midway point, 30 and 11. It's all coming up here. Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Make them off a screen. Crossover dribble. Gets to the paint. Goes up and flushed it down. Rodney Hood wanted no piece of that. Just backed away. And Jonathan Kaminga with a big time bucket for the Warriors. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95-7 The Game. And Jonathan Kaminga, 15-7 tonight. He was 5-16 for 16 in his 19 minutes, playing uh, more than he had been of late uh, in the blowout as the Warriors uh, do get blown out tonight by the Bucks. 118-99 to 99 is the final. Uh, no lead changes in this game. It was tied at one point. Uh, but the Bucks led by as many as 39, uh, and that was the halftime lead that Milwaukee had at 77 to 38. Uh, and they go on; they beat the Warriors tonight to send the Dubs to their 11th loss on the season. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Steve Kerr, uh, as we played the audio for you before the break, not that concerned. Not that concerned. Got got their tail kicked but a rough patch of the season, uh, and it happens to every team. How you feeling about those comments from the head coach, and uh, how you feeling overall about this team being 30-11 and 11 at the halfway mark? Man, time flies. Already at the 41-game mark for this 2021-22 season, 41 to go, and a quick turnaround for the Dubs as they'll be in Chicago tomorrow with no Gary Payton, obviously no Clay Thompson, or Draymond Green. Uh, as they'll try and bounce back and get back uh, to their winning ways uh, as they have dropped now four of the last five games going back to the ball game in Dallas a week ago. 888-957-9570. The other big news before the game was the reporting from Anthony Slater of The Athletic with respect to James Wiseman. And I, I think this plays into today for just two Two reasons, really. Tonight was the kind of game, and Kevon Looney had a couple of fouls pretty quickly. And look, nothing was working for the Warriors. They weren't hitting shots. They were turning the basketball over. The Bucks were, were making everything. Uh, and look, just a, a better team on this night uh, were the Milwaukee Bucks. But but the one thing you do see on, on social media, and you had a few people text in uh, on the Comcast business text line at 888-957-9570 that tonight was the kind of night where having another big or having somebody like James Wiseman more specifically could really help the Warriors and Anthony Slater, the athletic with the reporting uh, just before the game that James Wiseman had arthroscopic surgery on his knee in mid-December. So he's continued uh, to rehab, had to, having that surgery uh, to relieve swelling uh, as he continues to advance toward getting cleared for contact. But everybody kind of wondering why going back about a month or so ago he hadn't been 
cleared for contact, and it just seemed like the timeline had been slowed, and nobody really had a good reason or answer as to why. Uh, but Slater digging into it, according to his sources, uh, as Wiseman was not cleared for full contact uh, and then uh, wound up, uh, even though the Warriors saying the rehab was going well, uh, it, it was stalled by that surgery. So uh, interesting there uh, in a year where I don't think it's time to write off James Wiseman and, and what he could maybe have you know help the Warriors you know in this season with but I I do think we probably need to pump the brakes on just the level at which James Wiseman could probably like I I look at a game like tonight for example and I just don't see where James Wiseman would be playing other than a bit role to to be perfectly honest like yeah maybe six minutes here in the first half, maybe six minutes in the second half. Like I just, I don't envision James Wiseman for this season, not a statement of what his career is going to be, but I don't look at a game like tonight and think, well, Wiseman's going to be out there handling Bobby Portis, who's, who's stepping out and, and knocking down threes and having his way, getting to his spots on the interior for, for turnaround jumpers. Like I, I just, I don't see that. I don't see James Wiseman going toe to toe with a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, you know. So on a night where the Warriors do need things that a big man can provide, I just I think we need to temper the expectations. And I think Wiseman, with what I would characterize as a a, a mini setback, although I think his return is still going to fall into the timeline. All maybe the longer end of, of a normal timeline is he comes back uh, from the meniscus injury. But I, I do think it's interesting that, you know, like anytime the Warriors lose and they get handled on the interior a little bit, it's well, Wiseman can help them with that. And, and I just think the, the true answer is we don't know how much Wiseman can help them. And Wiseman in and of himself is going to have to be reacclimated and brought back in and then it, it, it also leads you down the path of, well, if Wiseman can't help for this season, then do you have to maybe go outside the organization to try and find another big? But how many big man minutes are you really going to have for somebody from outside the organization? Because it's not like the Warriors, you know, their traditional go-to is to play smaller against bigger teams and especially teams I I would say you know like like the Bucks they're going to try and play smaller and look Giannis is going to end up playing the five if these two teams play in in meaningful games you know going to into June if they're playing in in the NBA finals and it's it's going to be I I think a lot of smalls versus smalls at that point but I, I do think it's interesting when you look at the the injury to Wiseman uh, as he continues to to work his way back, and it's potentially taken a little bit longer than than anticipated. Uh, the Warriors, uh, you know, also quiet about that surgery too, which I, I found to be interesting. Uh, obviously, not wanting to have not wanting to have people get overly concerned by it. Uh, but uh, as Anthony Slater wrote, a previously unreported surgery needed. Uh, because of minor 
swelling, uh, yet persistent swelling. I'm quoting Anthony Slater's story. Wiseman needed a scope and a cleanup in mid-December, flushing out some loose bodies, uh, according to his sources, which slowed the anticipated comeback. Slater went on to add uh, in his piece, not uncommon, and he he referenced Russell Westbrook, uh, who in 2013 uh, had been out and seemed like he was going to be ready. Uh, He went out in April of that year and seemed like he was going to be ready for training camp, uh, but had some persistent swelling and, and wound up having to have another surgery, the cleanup procedure, even though the meniscus had been held. And at that point, so it, 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 it is not totally unprecedented or uncommon, uh, but a setback, I think, nevertheless. And I think a, a setback that you know, doesn't limit whether James Wiseman can come back and be effective. But I do think, I mean, we're, we're looking at the midpoint of the season tonight. We're looking at being about a month away from, from the All-Star break. If he's right back, before the All-Star break a couple of games or after the All-Star break or right right at the All-Star break. At that point, I think you have to really wonder how much James Wiseman can work his way into being a factor for this team over, let's say, the last 20, 25 games of the season as somebody that's played so little, even going back to before he was in the league, and then say, all right, this this guy's going to help you win playoff games. Like, I just, it, it seems to me and not an indictment of of the kind of career that he's going to have by any means, but it seems to me like it's the kind of thing where it's just, it, you'd be hard pressed to say that, that, that he's going to have a major impact. I don't want to dial it completely out for this season, but how much of an impact can he really have uh, for, for this Warriors team this season? It feels like even with that news today, the potential impact that he could have for this Warriors team this season, it gets lessened a little bit. And and I was in line of yeah twelve to fifteen minutes a game I think probably on the, on the good nights uh, in 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 the most meaningful of games and now you probably take a little bit off of that and 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 you just kind of wonder uh, you know because we're seeing Clay Thompson need time James Wiseman is somebody with you know, as little experience as he has he's going to need time as well uh so i think again concerning in its own right uh, and on its own level uh but we'll have to see what happens uh, w- with james wiseman here uh moving forward so 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 john dickinson uh here on warriors wrap up on 957 the game let's uh let's get greg in here on the phones hey greg you're on warriors wrap up well, that was quick. Uh, uh, so my question was, uh, early in the season when they were on that roll, um, I was talking with another friend of mine that's a Warriors fan and was like, is this record real? Because a lot of the teams, the big teams that they played, seem to be shorthanded their, their best player. And I'm thinking, like, uh, you know, the Nets when they played them. Um, and I just was wondering if you if you looked into that at all in some of the timing as to when they played you know, some of those big wins that they had early in the season. You know, I'm thinking specifically the Suns. I think it was Booker went down early in the first quarter. You know, like, could that be a factor of what we're seeing? And then you get their, you get the best shot. And so when the other team's making shots, it tends to suck some of the air or life out of the, out of the team. Anyway, I just would want to get your thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I think, look, the, the win at Brooklyn was impressive as hell. 
the the Warriors, yeah, Booker did go out in the the first game against the Suns, and then the Warriors beat him in the second game. The Suns beat him, basically beat him the first game without Booker playing. Really, he played the, the first quarter plus a little bit, but. Look, the Warriors went in and they won in Phoenix without Draymond. They went in and won. Or I'm sorry, they went in and won in Utah without Draymond. They won in Phoenix without uh, a bunch of players as well. Uh, so, I, look, I, I think, and those teams were fully loaded on those nights. So, I think the Warriors missing some players has has impacted things as of late. But the schedule getting more difficult has impacted some has impacted things as well. I mean, I don't think there's any any doubt about it. Uh, you know, the the, the it's this is not the schedule that they played when they were eighteen and two, and you look at it now, and they've gone from eighteen and two to twelve and nine. More difficult schedule, but but the thing that I don't think can be erased is the impressive wins that they do have. Like if you were telling me that the Warriors had the record that they had, and then you take two away, and the two that you take away were the games in Salt Lake City and the game in 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 Phoenix on Christmas and, and New Year's respectively, and this team was two games worse than they are and they didn't have wins in those games then I'd be saying to you okay well maybe maybe it is uh, you know they padded their record to a more significant extent but that's not the case they've won in Brooklyn they've beaten Memphis even shorthanded they've beaten Utah they've beaten Phoenix they I mean they've they've beaten the, the the best teams in the league this is their first matchup with Milwaukee and we'll have to see what happens in the second matchup hopefully Drew Holiday and Draymond Green are, are both able to play uh, in that one all right you're listening to 95.7 the game KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station brought to you by DuckDuckGo privacy simplified as uh, it is Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson here on 95.7 the game as the Warriors fall to the Bucks, ugly one tonight for Golden State, one eighteen to ninety nine. Back in action tomorrow against Chicago. Uh, let's hear a little post game sound. Uh, we are going to hopefully hear from Steph Curry at, at some point, but uh, let's hear from Juan Toscano Anderson uh, following this one uh, as the Warriors get thumped in Milwaukee. I'm not concerned at all. I mean, we're human beings, and it's a long season. I mean, nobody's perfect. Uh, does it suck to lose? Of course. Does it suck to lose that bad? Of course. But, I mean, we got another game tomorrow. And so nobody wakes up and is perfect every day, and today was a bad day for us. What areas do you think that need to be sharpened for? I don't know. We couldn't hit a shot today, so maybe we need to get some shots up. Uh, I mean, for myself, I've been shooting like shit from the free throw line, so I need to shoot more free throws in practice, obviously. Um, but I just think – it's basketball, man. Some days are going to be harder than others. Some days the ball is not going to go in for you, and that's natural. So um, I think once we just find a little groove again, it's a long season. We're playing really well at the beginning of the season. Now we're going into a little slump or whatever people want to call it. Um, but I don't think it'll last long. we got great players on this team, and we got a great coach and um, great organization. And, you know, <clears throat> in regards to everybody that's involved in, you know, coming out to compete every night. So, uh, I'm not too concerned. I think we'll we'll respond. What have you identified as the offensive issues over the last not just tonight, but Um, I think we gotta get more stops. Uh we gotta get back to being the best defensive team in the NBA because when you get stops and that leads to easy buckets in transition. Um and you're not playing against a set defense every time. So 
uh, I think that will help us tremendously on offense if we, you know, we can get more stops and hold our opponents to one shot as opposed to giving up offensive rebounds because, I mean, that's a spirit killer. You play in defense for, you know, 20 seconds and you try to play hard defense and then you got to play defense again for 14 seconds. So, um, you know, just rebounding what they had. Oh, well, they only have five offensive rebounds tonight, but and they have 40, 49 defensive rebounds. So that shows you how much we missed. So. Uh, I think we just get more stops. Since it feels like you guys might be losing a little bit of confidence, does it, does it feel that way to you? I can't speak for everybody else. I can only speak for myself. So uh, I had a little block in regards to shooting the ball. I saw the ball go in at the end of the game today. So uh, for me, that was good, getting reps, seeing the ball go in, even though we lost. But like I said, it's a long season. So I try to carry that rhythm and that confidence over into the next game and, you know, shoot the ball much better than I've been shooting it. So, um, yeah, like I said, I can't speak for everybody else, but for myself, yeah, I did. I was having some issues shooting the ball. So, but I made some shots tonight. So that's the bright side, silver lining. The, uh, you know, you guys had a pretty relatively stable rotation early in the season. Uh, lately, obviously, health and safety protocols, Draymond's in and out, Clay's now back. How much are you seeing maybe just like the role rearrangement kind of maybe impacting the, well, that's the gift and a curse of being on a champ or a championship caliber team, a deep team. Um, you got to figure it out. We got to figure out what our best rotation is. Uh, we got a lot of guys who can play. And then obviously things were, we all knew things were going to change when Clay came back. I mean, Clay has earned his stripes, not only in this organization, but in this league. So, um, you know, just all of us figuring it out. Um, and of course, like I said, we want to win every game, but the fact of the matter is it's 82 games in the season. You're not going to win every game. Um, but you prepare each and every game, you know, for what's most important. And most important is, you know, the end of the season and, you know, April, May, June. So um, I don't want to say this is a trial run for us, this game, but that's what the season is, is us figuring it out and figuring out what our best five is. So, you know, when it really matters and it's for all the marbles, we put our best five out there. All right. So Juan Toscano Anderson there, uh, a lot to chew on from him. And uh, yeah, the Warriors have had, different rotation and they were always going to have a different rotation with clay thompson back in the fold uh but then draymond goes out as clay comes back and uh, i thought it was interesting a couple of nights ago when you had steve kerr talking about how the warriors need to refine their identity here during this middle stretch uh, of the season I felt a little strong for a team that's played as well as this Warriors team has, at least up until the last week where they've dropped four of the last five. And I also think it it should be pretty clear once Draymond comes back and once Gary Payton II gets healthy, who is playing and who's not. And I know at times maybe you know, Steve Kerr can, can muddle that a little bit more than it needs to be muddled because he does typically like to play a little bit of everybody here and there. And he does like to tinker with different groups and, and combinations and, and players. And, and, and while I'm all for allowing players that maybe haven't been playing to get a little bit of a run to try and keep them from, from as he's put it, rotting away on the bench, I do think at some point you have to decide what your main rotation is and then who your other bit players are going to be that aren't always going to be in the rotation and – I would have thought, and look, the Draymond injury, I think, has wrecked any semblance of, of real real reality as far as you know, holding him to that. But I, I would have thought at this point that 
the Warriors would have been a little bit closer to all right, knowing who the who the players that are going to be playing were going to be. Uh, but it's probably a little bit early and a little bit premature to to totally have that thought when Draymond isn't back yet and when Klay Thompson still uh, tonight is playing 20 minutes, although he did have, what, a couple of five-minute runs and then a, a lengthier run in that second half with the Warriors getting blown out. So 888-957-9570. A couple of text messages to get to the Comcast business text line, uh, 650. If Wiseman was in today with no Draymond, result would have been the same. Uh, he can't guard a big man like Giannis. Uh, 707, why are we just now finding out about Wiseman's mid-December surgery a month later? Why didn't the Warriors announce it at the time? That's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> and I, I think clearly they didn't want uh, the fan base and, and maybe some in the media to panic about it. I think they know that there is already a tremendous amount of expectation, maybe a little bit too much expectation as far as what Wiseman can provide. And I think there was an anticipation, a belief that that he was going to be ready pretty soon into the season. And then that wasn't going to happen, I think, by the normal nature of, of the, the rehab and, and conditioning process and, and leading back from the meniscus injury. And I, I think I think they didn't want to have to acknowledge until things were on track off of that surgery, which it sounds like they are, according to the Anthony Slater reporting, they they wanted to get through that to know they were on the other side of that and he could get himself cleared for contact. And now I feel like they know, and then that's where maybe it, it leaks out. But at the same time, it also could just be uh, Anthony Slater you know, being a damn good reporter and, and digging into it and finding it when maybe the Warriors – didn't want it out there even at this point. But yeah, that is a little bit of a surprise and it is telling that the Warriors didn't just announce that it happened when it happened. Uh, and it, it tells you that they didn't want maybe some of the bad run uh, that, that would come from that or the, the perception of it being a more significant setback than maybe it really is. So I think that's a, a part of this as well. 888-957-9570, We're going to hear from Steph Curry coming up. We're also up against it uh, as far as a break as we've been going here uh, for the last hour. And Whitey Gleason's going to step in as we get into Kolsky and company as well. Uh, and join me, and we're going to keep the conversation rolling all the way to 10 o'clock. We'll, we'll talk some Warriors. We'll also talk uh, some 49ers as we get closer to them taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but Steph Curry coming up as well as uh, we'll, we'll call an end of the Warriors wrap-up portion of the festivities for tonight. But we will hear from Steph. Bucks beat the Warriors 118-99. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.